host, Sean McCann. Hi, this is William, it's William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates on today's show. I have a returning guest, Sean McCann of the Wake the Dead podcast. This will be our fourth show. Our original show was Roman Polanski's Ninth Gate. Then we did two two-hour shows on Eyes Wide Shut. It really took four hours to go through all that. And uh, there's a lot more, too. But we're going to try to uh, do Rosemary's Baby. And there's a lot in this. I watched a little bit of it last night and noticed some things that I didn't notice before. Uh, and I have also studied, I put part of uh, Rosemary's Baby in my documentary of Cult Hollywood just because of some of the Easter eggs or little things there when the guy reaches over and pulls out Sammy Davis's book right. and also has uh, the sexologist, what was his name? Um, Kinsey. Kinsey's, Kinsey's book next to it. He's yeah. also Crowley affiliated and Rockefeller Psycho. Psycho. Total maniac. And <clears throat> you can read about him. I think I covered him in Children of the Beast. The real story of that guy, you would never want him around anybody, let alone kids. Like he's a total, total monster. And uh, so I'm delighted to have Sean back. So, Sean, welcome back to the show. Thanks for. Thank you for inviting me again. I, it's a pleasure to be back, William. Thank you so much. I had great reviews for all the research you did on Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, People wonderful. Made, so. I think, uh, you know, if the past is precedent, this will be very interesting. There's a lot in Rosemary's Baby. You can talk about it, but stuff I noticed in the second view, I mean, I've watched it many times, but mm -hmm. one of the things I realized, which we can talk about, but Guy is in on it from the beginning. Like, yes. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. I've the, original, I the original character that they wanted to cast was a uh, blonde-haired guy with blue eyes, and they changed it to a dark-haired guy looks kind of jewish with a big nose <laughs> you know i don't know if that has anything to do with it but um you know they they changed it to the dark dark hair dark skin he seems like he's very you know he's he's an actor he's lying to her constantly you know and um explaining off oh uh, i raped you last night because i didn't want to miss baby night you know and like uh what kind of person does that? You know, it was like, an I'm not, I'm not accusing him, like, right. I'm just saying like that. They had to, they, they, um, they didn't want him to be like the wholesome. They wanted it to have like a little bit of a, you know, a darker bent. Like he's, he's prone to that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Cassip, there's a lot of backstory in this whole thing. Cause obviously it's Roman Polanski and then Sharon Tate and she right. was an eye of the, the devil. the devil right so that was which totally saying like do you believe in magic yes. she's got all kinds of the necklaces like they have in this movie and then she oh, dies yeah. by a bunch of psychotic right mk ultra influenced right cultists who like the process church i mean it's unbelievable yes like a real backstory right and we were talking in the pre-show too that the intro scene is it takes place at the dakota right so this is 10 years before John Lennon gets shot. I don't know how long John Lennon lived at the Dakota right off of uh, the Central Park in Manhattan. I think it was 73. <clears throat> so right after this movie was made. But <clears throat> then you can see the entryway arch, and that's exactly where John Lennon got shot. Right. Uh, supposedly Mark David Chapman. Right. Reading. And 
Catcher in the Rise. I mean, just the kind of synchronicities or connections are off the charts. Right. So Catcher in the Rye is a book related to, um, you know, uh, MK Ultra programming and um, also the John Hinckley, I think, uh, the one who tried to kill Reagan had that book on him too. Uh, So there's that, which, I mean, it's kind of a, it's like a little bit of a rabbit hole. uh, But the, the fact that the book that is in this movie titled all of them witches that was given to Rosemary by Hutch, her good friend, that book describes how Adrian Marcado, the Satanist uh, that conjured the living devil, that person was attacked and killed in the front in the, in the lobby supposedly, but she learns in the book that it happened right outside exactly where John Lennon was killed. And was John Lennon conjuring the living devil with his musical work? I mean, I like his music. It sounds well, all right. I don't know. That but, may be a little extreme, but he was definitely, <laughs> they were occulted. They had, all. Right. I mean, you don't know how deep it got, but, you know, they had Crowley references. And they said, you know, we're bigger than Jesus. Our right. music is magic. Yeah. Like So they used the magic with the K. So, like, I think the Paul said right. that. There was so, a... There was a record cover that had them with like, um, like baby, like they're in white coats, like they're slaughterhouse, or they work in a, in a butcher shop, and they got like baby parts all over them, like dolls, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that was a big scandal. It was kind of put under the radar, yeah. And there um, was a baby theme in this, like they say that they found a baby at the I forgot what they renamed the right at the movie. Bramford. They call the it Bramford, Black yeah. Black Bramford. We lost a belt. Yeah, the Black Bramford dead infant found in '59. That's right. Yeah, so. exactly. Wrapped in newspaper, yeah. and so uh, the. The fact that the lobby and this dude was conjuring the devil, maybe in a sense, what I meant was uh, he's like that music of the Rolling Stones and the Beatles. And ever since 66, year one, uh, it's been, you know, it's bringing the satanic into society. It's not like actually, you know, in gender, it's not like creating a living being that's the devil but it is putting the um the satanic it's like the birth of the child like crowley would say the birth of the child or something yeah the new aeon of of satanism in culture you know right right and it was written by ira levin who's written all these other books too stepford wise boys from brazil Kiss Before Dying. So, Voice from Brazil was the one where they cloned Hitler. But, hmm. uh, yeah. So, I remember and, some- Yeah, the, the Stepford Wives is, uh, you know, it's another slavery thing where the woman is a slave to their husband. But then it's a robot even further. Like, with this movie, they have to hold her down and give her injections, you know, because she has a will of her own and she doesn't want to help the cult. Well, that's uh, an excellent theme, right? That's a very important theme is that she's actually being enslaved and not knowing it. And then at the yes. end, she flips, right? Yes. So he's he's playing her the whole time. Guy's playing her the whole time. Yes. And you, if you once you watch this movie that her husband's playing her, it, it takes on a completely different tone. Because yeah. you can watch it and the interpretation is that they're kind of hapless people. But 
there's backstory that indicates that guy is knows what's going on from the beginning right yeah we um like uh, on first watching you um uh when you first watch it you you identify with the characters and oh they're just a young couple just like us you know with you and your date at the movie theater and um and you wouldn't think that anyone would do such a thing you know um and and then you you hear about how a guy is happy that he has gotten this part even though his co his opponent or whatever you know the other bomb guard went blind yeah bomb guard yes he was he was stricken with blindness and um he was happy he was happy to do so and then at the party they were talking about is he still blind and he was just like uh i gotta get out of here he he doesn't have he doesn't uh recognize the immorality or if he does he avoids it and you know uh he's completely amoral (laughs) and that's why it's so easy for them to encapture to encapture his like hey uh let us use your wife to make the devil's baby and we'll make you a famous actor. And he's like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm moving in. I'm moving into the Dakota. I'm moving into the, the, what is it called? What'd you call it? The black Black Bramford. Yeah, exactly. So if you remember people who don't remember the show, we're going to show some pictures too. Uh, Sean has put, sent me some pictures, but we're, we're, this is kind of just a synopsis of the entire film, but, at the intro, they're taking over a apartment from somebody who's passed away. Right. And in there, there are hints that are gone through the whole book. She was taking making uh, herbs. So they, she had an herb garden inside there, which is a theme of the whole thing that they're giving her herbs and tannis root and all that stuff. Yes. So that indicates that she, this person they're moving, whose apartment they're moving into, was somehow affiliated. Sean's position is that she was affiliated, wanted to get out, and was wasted, was killed, just like Hatch was killed, right, eventually. Right. Yes. I think, like, um, when they're showing the apartment, all the old furniture is still there. And um, she walks over to a secretary's desk, and she sees a note written in handwriting that says, I can no longer associate. And then you see that the bureau or the, the dresser was pushed in front of that door, the closet door. That's because she's blocking herself off. She's trying to not associate with the cast of vets. And then she's stricken in a coma. But And then we read later in the book uh, when, she buy, when Rosemary buys a, a book about witchcraft, she reads that the coven can focus their mental powers to strike people with blindness, coma, or even death, which happened to Hutch. And so all so those things. Right. So if you got blindness to Baumgard, coma to the woman whose place they took, I can't remember. And mm-hmm. it is interesting because they have, I think the apartment is 7B, right? Which mm-hmm. is 72, which is fully a cult like them. Uh, yeah. Like that is the 72 demons of the Goetia. The house. Right. And they're on the seventh floor and, uh, you know, they like the, it was an original 10 that was broken and mm-hmm. 10 is like, you know, 10 is a combination of one and zero. And It's kind of like the, the DCAT is a perfect number, right? Cause mm-hmm. it's like yeah. what, yeah. Whereas 11 is imperfect, but right. yeah, I mean, and there's weird things too. Like even the secretary that was pushed up against, I don't know how clever the, 
costume or the the production designers were but there was like almost a double-headed motif that reminded me of the chair and eyes wide shut because you oh, saw really? this little curl and also on the floor there was like a pedo symbol it had that that weird curl or whatever if you see i think i have wow okay i don't know i don't know i, 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 I missed those like that's i great. don't know how intentional this is mm -hmm. but like right here so you see that I, I don't know if this is really a, a pedo symbol but i thought that this was one let's see so you can see right here this is guy this is right at the beginning oh so yeah see the bottom there that's kind of oh, like right. that squirrely thing and then yeah, on the upper right of... you can faintly see the 7b that that is outside of uh epstein's um little little shrine uh his little shrine, church yeah, there his shrine, shrine thing that he's got on his island he's got that same i think it's greek or something but i always thought it was that was that inner curl or something mm -hmm. we have the triangle right. with that or that symbol could be wrong i just yeah. just you know just That's interesting thought, but yeah so yeah and um, like and he you know that dude uh he is skeptical and he you know and he's draw and he's boring an eye hole like uh and it looks like he's boring it right into his head from this angle it's like right oh interesting so it's got that uh perspective right mm -hmm. yeah. so here's the uh, this, these are sean's screenshots so this is the entrance to the bramford aka the dakota but that's that's yes. where this area was where Lennon was shot, right. and we were talking in the pre-show. Mark David Chapman supposedly walked up to Lennon, shot him, and then sat down and waited. Like he didn't <laughs> run away. If you know that, he they didn't have to switch for him. That's, that, so that's very slaves. All of them do that. They all he do. sat down and read his book. He was sat down and read his book. Yeah. And, and uh, <clears throat> the the other some other researchers have claimed that the doorman was the actual guy who shot Lennon. And the doorman, I think somebody proved, was an uh, was an anti-Castro Cuban. And so those anti-Castro Cubans were all over the place in the 60s right. and 70s. Watergate, supposedly at the JFK assassination. Right. Uh, you can They killed some guy, uh, Letelier, in Washington, D.C., the ghost of Sheridan Circle. You can look that up on my podcast. It tells that whole story. But uh, it was interesting because the guy who wrote that book, the ghost of Sheridan Circle said the anti-Castro Cubans were just on fire during those decades. They were bombing people. There were all kinds of crimes. Yeah. So sounds like, uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of forces around that are doing that kind of work for the, um, for know, the man or whatever the MI6 and, you know, there's, so that, that just makes more sense because it's always been like that, you know, yeah. now they're in Eastern Europe and before they're in, you know, they're in the Middle East and right. they're always stirring trouble. <laughs> they want to have that one world government, you know, we don't need to get into that though. So yeah, this, I, I kept this picture because I figured it has an occult symbol, uh, symbolism to it. Um, I guess I, 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 <laughs> anyway, I, we don't need to get into that. We're gonna because there's a lot of pictures. Like, might be something sexually charged. Is this yes, there's that. Yes, and I mean it's obviously they look like yonis, and it's uh, you know it's uh, like fertility and the green, and it's exploding up from the green. I just wanted people to see that. We can keep moving. You know, 
There so that, are in, in, there are fountains that are totally perverse in Europe. Somebody was clearly had an inside thing going on where mm. they had themes that were really dark. Yeah. So this is if you know about elevators. <laughs> elevators are a satanic symbol, and she's trapped inside a rhombus. A rhombus is a male symbol. And like she's trapped in this box now. And it says the smallest department was a nine. And a nine is another satanic, satanic number. So it's like she this is her first entrance into the into the place. And they enclose her in this box. Now she's trapped. Wow, right. And the, the doorman, the African American guy, appears in her in dream, dream work. Right. So yep. he says, You it, better go down below. <laughs> right. And that's when you look at this, that from the very beginning, she's being walked into this whole process with get by guy. So that's like another one. Like she's yeah, being maybe, captured maybe, into this. Maybe he heard about these people. Maybe he already knew about this in the beginning. He's, you know, who knows? Like, it seems like uh, to me, it seems like he's unwitting until that dinner date that they have. And then See, my perception is that he knew from the beginning because he's putting her together. Like, I've been so mean to you. Then he suddenly says, I'll have your baby. Let's have a baby. To true. me, I, I think that there might there. It's obviously not explicit, you know, clearly stated. It's just mm -hmm. the sensibility that I think that him. once once uh, once uh, the cast of vets start talking about the famous actors and stuff that he knows and like. He thinks, oh, he can climb the ladder of like, you know, uh, become more success. famous success. Exactly. Yeah. So this is uh, uh, the gentleman is under a rose. So it's sub Rosa. Oh, wow. And he's explaining about the place. So we can keep moving. That's amazing. There's a lot in here. That's the whole thing is like they, it's all some of these films are super detailed. So this is like she's uh, she says, oh, they do a little gardening on the side. It happens at four minutes and 22 seconds. I thought in, originally it was 420 because that is like a cannabis uh, connected number or whatever. But who knows if 420 was even popular back in 68 when this movie was produced? I don't think so. But I, I think for think sure so. this is the foreshadowing of the whole herbal theme through the whole. Right. Through the whole yes. film. And so like witches use a witch's brew. They have right. you know, they use uh stuff from the from the wild, right? right? This here is the note where she reads that the, the previous attend uh, tenant can no longer associate themselves. And like, huh? What's that about? You know, but that's when when the old uh furniture is still in the apartment, she can see how the woman that went into a coma was living. Right. And you can interpret this a couple of ways. You can interpret also psychologically, like she can no longer like associate because she's oh, dissociated. Right. Right? Wow. She's dissociated now. Thank you for that. That's great. You could, you could interpret it that way. Mm -hmm. Let's see, there's the marijuana. Let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. He says, oh, marijuana. And it's almost like a calling card to the people listening because it's like, they're they're introducing cannabis to the culture of you know they're changing 
the mores of society, like Kinsey's changing the sexual nature of, I mean, it's disgusting what he does yeah. and we should have more shows. No, he did it too. with scientism. Nothing, he, they never showed his scientific proof. He was clearly had, it was a full agenda. He was oh, a yeah. zoologist. He wasn't yeah. really, uh, he yeah. didn't like come up the steps of sexual no. studies or yeah. anything. He was a zoologist. I'll just become a sex specialist. Right. And, you know, and if, you know, he studies animals, right. And then they, he thinks of humans as animals, right. That's how he applies it. Uh, anyway, we don't, but anyway, so like this movie was part of the changing of, of the, the minds. The next, right? Yes. So like uh, all of a sudden there's, you know, planned parenthood and they got the pill you know, and they, you know, women can choose to not have a baby, you know, and um, they like being a mother uh, enslaves you to this husband who maybe you can't trust him. And, you know, uh, the when she's pregnant, the baby is like making her feel pain and sickness. And like it very much like turns off any woman who is thinking about maybe I might get pregnant and they go to the movie theater. What's this Rosemary's baby about? Oh, I don't know. And the poster is real vague. You know, nobody really thinks like, Oh, maybe some, some women who have just become pregnant are watching this movie and they just, they decide to terminate that. Maybe this movie is uh, responsible for like abortion subtle, being, yeah. um, you know, uh, readily adapted more easily because um in the 50s it was you know having a family was important and in the 60s all of a sudden not so much and we i, th I think that has to do with the satanification of culture and the eugenics that they're you know all of a sudden they had the baby boom and they're like whoa we got to put the brakes on the baby boom you know and it becomes anti-life yeah exactly yeah yeah. overpopulation all that stuff so this is right. the thing where i thought it had kind of like the double eagle motif i don't maybe it's a stretch but that's definitely a downward pentagram on there yeah those um the two on both yeah. both sides you know the we connected to what we talked about before the rosette uh that with a dot in the center is a symbol of inanna so inanna the priest priestess uh the goddess of fertility um relates to this whole thing like pan and the goddess worship and you know it's all kind of one big pot of wicca you know witches interesting so they got the witches which themes are throughout right. the whole thing and they are like pointed down in a sense the duality is up and the and the trinity is down you know right yeah wow crazy <laughs> She was and 89. Got, yeah, yeah. She was 89 and she couldn't move it. Right. Like, right, how so. did that move? Did Probably that over there. Magic, right. You know? Right. Right. Crazy. Yeah. So, Planned Parenthood's influence was a big deal. And uh, that was also a Rockefeller, pushed by Rockefeller, uh, just like Kinsey. And, um, you know, they. The Rockefellers they, gave Kinsey tons of money, like crazy amounts. Like, millions of dollars not you know yeah to do all kinds of just lunacy like and think about what Planned parenthood still gets like you know and all those ngos like united way promises to give 20 percent 
of all of their proceeds, you know, and um, Bill Gates's mom is like the, the head of, or the, the, the leader of the board of the, of the United way. And that's oh, where really? she, yeah, that's where she met the IBM guy. He's also part of that United way. And she got Bill Gates a job with, the IBM guy who she's friends with at this Planned Parenthood giving. I'm sure it's all that's their cover story, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, so yeah, so okay, so she covered up this closet. Seemed innocuous. Oh, whatever. That seems weird. Um, why would she block up her towels and her vacuum? You know. But moving on, she, uh, we, you know, these little things that we see are these little puzzle pieces that are, seem out of place. You know, and they make sense later on. They do, right? And there's a lot of spoilers. I mean, I'm basically showing the whole movie here in, in the stills, uh, you know. The so uh, it has an unpleasant reputation. Yeah, right. And this is Lamb there, you know. So, like, it's like a, a The reference. Lamb to the Slaughter? Yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. It's a full leg, too. It's not something that's just very obvious what the, yes, they're yeah. tinkering around with here. And the next thing they talk about is uh, dietary experiments, you know, talking about the Trench sisters who, uh, right. um, I don't know if you can move that if because I can't see it's the, um, oh, the uh, okay, thank you. That's thank you. Uh, so, like, he's explaining to them all of the evils that have been through that house, the Bramford. And he talks about the trench sisters were doing dietary experiments as he's bringing the lamb to the, right. to the table, you know, and, and cooked uh, and ate several young children. Right. Yeah. And there's a yeah. dead infant. So yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, later when you, uh, when we get to the, the book, the, all of them, witches book, she's reading on one of the pages is a picture of a woman and it's got uh, her name and it says she doesn't just eat babies. It's a little more complex and then it goes on, you know? So like, it's, that's a common theme, you know? And uh, she says, and Rosemary says, explains that the book also says that baby's blood is the most, um, the most powerful blood. So, yeah. Um, okay. live there. Let's go there. Where are we? Oh yeah, Adrian Mercado. So he's explaining the names. I, I saved that because I got the name that he's saying because I you know the screenshot, and um, uh, that way it, it captures the the dialogue. You know, so we can skip through. I guess. Uh, yeah. Who was a she asked? Who is Adrian Mercado? Right. Who are all these people? And they talk uh, about cooked children. Cooked children. Yeah. Witchcraft. Uh, wanted to conjure the living devil. <laughs> yeah. And her eyes are wide. She's like listening intently and, you know, and why didn't she take this? It's a warning. Hello. Don't move right. into this house. But a guy is like just blase, right? He's determined. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. And like, oh, evil doesn't mean anything. There's no witches. And then, then he joins the group, you know? Yeah. So they, uh, tried to kill Adrian Mercado in the lobby of the Bramford because he conjured the living devil, or at least he told people that. And who was the, was the living devil, his son, Stephen? I don't know. Probably not. It, he seems like a normal human, <laughs> but uh, certainly Rosemary conjures or 
Well, you know, big devil gets creates the living job. devil. Yeah, it, 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 it does. Infant. Yeah. So Hutch is a wealth of information. Um, later in the in the movie, she's having a dream where Hutch is uh, on the dock, not allowed on this boat, and he has he has binoculars and he has scrolls rolled up in his left hand, which means that he has occult knowledge, and his binoculars around his neck show that he has a better sight than others. You know, omniscient. And um, and they're leaving him, but separating her from you know from him. So he basically he's the only one that really cares and wants to save her. And they kill him. So this they can hear through the wall. That last picture that you just had up. Right. Right. Through the wall, and then she's down with this woman in a cage. Right. right. Yeah, this the is... woman's pictured in a cage. Right. She's That's a slave. Terry right? Yes. Oh, I'm staying with the Castabits. Right, right. And there's a the theme uh, of the herbs. She says herbs. Right. She says that she has a uh, she has a, a charm, and um, she shows the good luck charm, and um, and they can smell. It smells bad, you know. And she says, "I'd be dead by now if it weren't for them." Right. So. She Which would have taken dead. two different two different ways, right? Maybe God's intent, original intent for her, was to let her die, uh, and the Castavets came in and said, "No, you're going to make a baby for us," <laughs> you know. So it, she says to the, she explains, "Oh, I originally thought they wanted me for some kind of sex thing, but yeah, they do. They actually did. They're using right. her to, uh, you know, and just like Eyes Wide Shut, they use." hookers to create babies that they're going to use for their cult activities you know in this movie it happens to be the devil but in the other movie it, it was just for slavery you know uh so uh That's rosemary awesome. gets a good look at that charm right yeah and it will come back later right yeah for sure um so they yeah that's the good look at the charm and we see and then now we can we can recognize when we see it again, you know. Because it, it shall return. It's, she says it's a sex thing, bad smell, and then we're back to these guys in bed. Ritualistic chanting. Ritualistic chanting. Right? Is that the one? Yeah. Okay. So they hear it. They hear a chanting, and then they're looking at the wall, and uh, oh no, wait, this is first, and he hears. Minnie yelling through the wall, we shouldn't, if you want my opinion, we shouldn't tell her at all. What wow. is that all about? Mm. And then while, you know, and then they hear this chanting. So they're, you know, they're doing a ritual that night while this is happening. So if we skip Did you ahead. ever get a read out of this, like, uh, flower motif? Did that ever have meaning? There's a lot of rose, roses. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that. I don't know about that. That looks almost like because uh, he buys her tons of roses right before the night of yeah. the conception or whatever. Right, and during the night of conception, the you know in the dream she goes down below of the boat, you know below mm -hmm. deck, and there is a cross, you know, a, 
oh yeah here uh it's it's yeah i mean it's really red it doesn't look very real but you see the charm is in the blood and we like it's obvious that that charm is visibly in the blood uh so and she can recognize the charm when she sees it you know so this uh the woman has a suicide note Terry Genofrio left a suicide note and the cops are happy because they don't want to do any work of investigation. Right. Uh, sounds familiar. Right. Yeah, real life. Okay, yeah. And uh, and then we see the cast of Vets at 1717. And 17 itself is a is an evil number. Um, I uh, if you think about phi, uh, the number phi 1.618. If you think about it numerically, oh, it's sixteen, eighteen, and seventeen in a number line divides pi or phi, p h i. So uh, seventeen, it divides the order of nature. The way that nature grows is in a phi spiral. You know that's how oh, everything right. grows in a fractal spiral yeah. pattern. So seventeen in its nature is satanic. Uh, so we meet them at exactly at 17 minutes and 17 seconds. And we also see to the right, there's a Volkswagen bug. And uh, and then if we skip ahead to the next. There's two bugs right next to each other. Another bug. Exactly. Wow, yeah. So that's, um, that is significant. They want us to see the bug. And she hit the bug. You see how it's dented on the top. Right, right. She landed on that car. <laughs> Um, so I think, and, uh, the Volkswagen bug is related to those, uh, there was a murderer that drove a Volkswagen. I forget. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was Bundy. Bundy, Bundy right. drove a yellow bug. Right. That was what made him so innocuous. He didn't look like a serious right. killer. Oh, my arm's broken and I'm in a uh, beetle. Right. Yep. And then they, they have their defenseless. They think that he, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's like a hapless guy. No, he's a right. serial killer. Yep. And that's that's the easiest trick, one of the easiest tricks in the book. So yeah, that they got their first look of Rosemary there, and uh, so now she says some nice words, and um, and they so they are meeting for the first time supposedly. Right. And I, I think that might be true. I think that they might be meeting for the first time. Gotcha. So this is warning on the ashtray. I didn't notice that. Right. Yeah, right after we meet them, the next scene, this says warning on right there next to, and it like it it goes from that shot, and then it follows his arm, so it goes from the warning, down from to his hand, <laughs> warning his hand, you know, like it's gonna, you know, that, and it's his left hand, <laughs> so we, you know, we understand that the left hand path, right, interesting. So we can tell that his will will be along with will is warning his will, you know. Uh, and then so she can hear the voice of Minnie through the wall. So that influences the dream that she's having. I don't like people experience this all the time. If you, you know, you hear something and it turns up in your dream. So that's what's happening. And uh, there's little schoolgirls, right? And she's. Minnie is yelling about how uh, she wouldn't be open-minded because she's schoolgirl Catholic, right? And uh, but that's also Rosemary is also a Catholic schoolgirl. You know, she grew up in this. Uh, this is like a memory in her dream mixed together. You 
know. Right. She's definitely like Catholic. She talks to the father. Right. Am I forgiven? All this stuff. Like right. And Catholics, if you, ring, you know, we're like, um, I don't want to offend anybody, but Catholics are basically like that practice of Catholicism is an extension of the fertility cults uh, and Cybele. And like, it's, there's a lot of overlaps with paganism. Like right. The, it's throwing like a, in a Virgin Mary. Like right. it's almost like an inside joke. Yeah. And like they um it's it's as if they uh like you can say you're you're celebrating Jesus as long as you're celebrating and having that emotion, they can still reap it for their rituals that are also going on at that time where you know uh, December 25th is Nimrod's birthday. You know, it's like, it's, it's not really, anyway, there's a lot going on. We don't need to go there's down there. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, you can go, you can go to the St. Peter's church and right out in front is a solar phallic design. That's oh, super, right. Yeah. That's Cleopatra's needle. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it was stolen it's, from Egypt. Right. Stolen from Egypt by Caligula. Right. Yeah. So you want that? What a guy. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> right. So I mean, basically, the whole um, you know, the whole thing that they were fighting the Jews with, and that that war with the Jews since before Jesus was born, was the Jews didn't want to worship the Caesar, and Rome said you must worship him like a god, and they're like no, and then that's why all that. So if they could convince them to worship somebody and let them think whoever it is oh whoever you think it is that's fine just worship it you know and i think that's why they're they they uh just put the christian garb or you know the christian trappings on the pagan religion that they've always been worshiping it's always been you know babylon you know the old religion <laughs> and the old empire really the roman church operated like the roman it's a holy roman church Right. It operated like the Roman Empire in a lot of ways. Still Competitors were squashed. Same thing. It is this. It's just a, the an extension. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the, you mean, know when you go down that rabbit hole, you, yeah. you'll yeah. see it. You'll see that's that it's only the same, and that it's uh you know they took over the temples of the pagan, the old temples. They made them Christian all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, so like it's easier for the pagans to assimilate into the right. Christianity. But also, it makes uh, it 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 takes over all of those pagan religions, and now it's Catholic. Now it's all one, and we are the hierarchy that rules it. You know, go look go look at the conquest of New Spain or what Mexico today. Right. All of those churches are on either pyramids or some kind of right. pagan thing. Yes. So the Roman Same churches moved right. Yeah, we've right. right in and said, right. strip that. And Hernan Cortez knew what he was doing. Like that's right. how he got support from the Catholic Church is because everything was going to be Catholic. Exactly, so, and it's really just a people, um, like a, a people control system. You know, religion is just the mind control that they use to capture them and their will to follow the orders of the hierarchy. You know, we take uh, it for granted in the United States that you can kind of practice your own religion. It's yeah. not like that in other countries. No, in Mexico, they'll kill you. Kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Protestants get a bad rap in Mexico. You are a Catholic, and you do not, you do not leave. 
Like a right. lot of those countries, there is no tolerance for Protestantism, free thinking, Bible believing Christian. Like I'm not a Protestant either. I just mm-hmm. don't agree with you. That doesn't work. That's not the way it yeah. works in these other countries. Sorry. And if you look at the way that the Pope now is so progressive compared to past popes, like what like they have flipped their entire like they they used to be have these moral rules and now it's like anything goes you know as long as you're listening to the hierarchy he can change his mind and it's cool like right well it's, it's interesting yeah. too to get off on that kind of catholic church tangent because the pope is in the catholic stuff is in this movie yes. he's watching you if you remember he's totally exultant guy is that the Pope is in New York, right? He's at Madison Square Garden or something. Right. This picture here, it says, no Pope ever visits a city where the newspapers are on strike. Because he's explaining that the Pope's job is to be, uh, you know, a, a puppet that wears fancy clothes in front of the people. And uh, he says, like, don't worship him just because he says he's holy, you know. And that, you know, that makes sense. But... It, he goes the he goes all the way to the other end and he's the other end of the spectrum is satanism you know i'd rather uh think for myself but anyway um so i'm a catholic now i don't know yes that's just what he wants to hear because a catholic has been ritually like the the pagan religions are ceremonial magic and that's what catholicism is and so like it's so she has gone through the ceremonies that are required for their cult too <laughs> because it's all the same evil cult really uh, the cult of control and obedience power and domination you know so okay these are the names of famous actors that he knows and uh their names are mrs fisk she was a child star actress uh she her whole life she performed shakespeare johnston forbes robertson was the finest hamlet of the victorian era more shakespeare helen mojetska uh she specialized in shakespeare greatest actress in the history of theater in poland the leading female interpreter of Shakespeare on the American stage. And then later he mentions Sir Henry Irving, who was a knight, a Freemason, and uh, and the, like one of the most famous act, uh, stage actors who controlled uh, the entire production. So and these he said he did played a little Hamlet too. So it plays into Guy's character. Right. He says that somewhere, somewhere earlier. Right. Like, and like if you look at the if you look at Shakespeare, it's almost like an affront to the Christian Roman Catholicism. Uh, if you look at Titus uh, Andronicus, you know they he makes fun of the the cannibalism that is Catholic Catholic ritual ceremonies of like eating flesh and drinking blood. You're literally drinking when you eat the, the, the traditional Catholicism is you are drinking the blood and literally transmogrification. Yes. You're eating the body of Christ. Right. And so doesn't it only make sense that they would drink the blood of babies 
and they would eat the flesh of babies. If we would eat the flesh and drink the blood of Christ, who is our savior, why, you know, like it doesn't make sense. Like they, so this is obviously a, a tool for controlling minds that also controls them in such a way that it, they, these people perform the same rituals as the old religion and it, it, it keeps them in the net, even though they think they're free and they think that, oh, they're following this Jesus character who has morality and, you know, can, we can have freedom in the afterlife. And, but this is, it's just like, um, for, I mean, I don't want to demean people's religion. I'm just saying in, in their view, uh, the people that created this tool of control, uh, Jesus is like the carrot that keeps people running, you know, on this wheel. <laughs> and uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, someone just made a comment about how uh, Roman is the same name as Roman Polanski. And again, that goes back to Polanski using his wife and giving his wife to the cult. And the name of uh, this, the name of... Um, Rosemary's uh, husband, his name is Castavet. The actor's name is John Castavet or Cassavetes or something. Cassavetes, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to Castavet. Yeah. And so it, uh, and the Castavet's name is Roman. So it all kind of ties together. So Roman is actually, Roman Polanski is admitting that he has given his wife to the cult. And she is raising a baby for them, basically. Uh, and their little dog that um, Polanski and his wife Sharon Tate had, they named it Saperstein. That's Get out. Dude, that's yeah, right. I didn't know that. <laughs> so, uh, there's the uh, box within a box, right? Yep. Yeah. The box within the box is Tesseract. So like she's laying down in the Tesseract and she's, she's got her Sammy Davis Jr. book. Yes, I can. She's going to read about this Satanist guy. And it looks like the sculpture is a black Madonna. Maybe, uh, but, you know, it's a feminine black sculpture. I don't know. The sculptures uh, make an appearance again later. Uh, art and books like, Art two has a lot that they can tie in. A lot of the meaning in this yeah, film. Yeah. So she's, uh, you know, relaxing, reading the book. I guess I might have taken too many screenshots. <laughs> Sorry, we could skip through. Um, then they come over. Yep. All these people. This is another Laura, Laura Louise apartment. Uh, this is. She has. She's got a. She's got to vote for somebody for mayor. She's, so like it shows that the Satanists are like this woman who's trying to get you to vote. <laughs> you know, I'm an anarchist personally. I think voting is it, it enslaves people. So like I, I think it's wrong for anyone to vote. And she obviously this Satanist is trying to convince people to uh, make themselves slaves. It's I think that's just funny. I just wanted to notice that. So anyway, she is very happy to. Uh, to come into her house and then they give her this charm. It's close up of the charm. She recognizes the charm. It's the same charm that was, uh, was on Terry and it's the same charm that was in the blood of when Terry jumped out the window. 
and now it's given to her how much good luck can it be <laughs> if it made you know if terry jumped out a window so and they say oh it's very old and it you know you've already taken it so you can't say no um this is he's uh this is guy getting the part and in his hand he has paint thinner which is a solvent and if you think about like solve and coagula this is the solve is happening in his life uh it's it's dissolving it dissolved away. and came back together right exactly. isn't that what solve coagula means yes like in this the the dissolving is like it's dissolving his obstacles away from him and his like all of a sudden he is being successful you know uh, so we'll skip on to the next one sean i hate to do this but i think i'm gonna have to break this off in about 10 minutes so oh uh, is that because of the lawnmower or whatever long can you hear that yeah i kind of did oh, but I, it's okay I, I you know i heard it let's uh, just break it off now we'll just pick it up another part two okay they're making too much noise i, I hear you man part. i'm sorry to do that to you but we'll try to reschedule part two in a couple weeks that's fine with me. What's remarkable is we're only at the 35 minute mark. The <laughs> movie's like a two and a half hours, right? Two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah. It's pretty long. Yeah. I hope your fans are into this. I, you know, oh, I think so. I think we've got yeah, people are definitely. So I'm going to rip this off. Where can people listen to Wake the Dead and contact you? Why don't you put all that stuff in? Okay. Uh, you can find Wake the Dead at pretty much uh, any podcast source. You can, it's, it's listed Google, Apple. Um, you can find everything that I, I post online is, can be found at onegreatworknetwork.com, uh, and you'll, uh, slash Sean hyphen McCann. And that's where you will find me. Uh, I'm in the creator section of a, of a larger website called one great work network. I think um, I included that in the show notes of the last one. So I'll just transfer wonderful to this yeah one. i do i do sell t-shirts i have uh i make anarchist designs and fine art um pictures uh you can find that at uh storefrontier.com slash wake the dead and you can email me at the one great work network.com you'll find uh, a link for my email you can uh, click and I'm happy to get correspondence from people and thank you for those that have already reached out and spoken to me. And uh, right. are you working on pleasure. that? Good. Have you already working on that anarchist hat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually went and found a company that makes hats, but nice. their their website doesn't want to work in my browser and it gets me frustrated. But I'll keep looking. I'll see what I can do. But, yeah. Sean McCann, Wake the Dead podcast. Thanks so much. There will be a part two. I promise you guys. Thank you Wonderful. very much. Appreciate it.